our artistic dreams and put gas in our tanks right we're talking about side jobs the ride job the pick up strangers along the line job we are your hosts i am jamie parker stickle and i'm jason bieber and between us we have figured out more ways to make car payments than the new york taxi and limousine commission which is on the verge of bankruptcy thanks to side hustlers like today's guest like today's guest okay but before we introduce today's guest oh no yeah I have to backtrack just for one second. Let's backtrack. Because you talked about a rideshare job that you had that I want to reintroduce this episode. Let's circle back to it. <laughs> yeah, I so I didn't do rideshare, like no people got in my car. They didn't but I but I did But you, I got in your car. Yeah, but that you were not you're not you weren't paying to be in my car. No, I was putting my kid to sleep. That's right. But uh so so for those of us who who uh, who don't listen to all of our podcasts, who are just tuning in, oh god damn it, not this again. <laughs> That's it's a callback, not... but I'm talking to people who don't listen to our podcast, right? All right, for those Why? of you who are just tuning in <laughs> to the podcast, uh, I for a brief stint drove uh, drove Postmates. That means that I would use my personal vehicle and body to go to restaurants and pick up food that people ordered and bring it to them at their homes. This was facilitated by an app called Postmates. You may know it. You may also know similar apps like Uber Eats, uh, Grubhub, and probably some other ones. Right. And um, I actually feel like um, I'm going to have some stories to share with Billy Mitchell, our special guest, about uh, actually people getting in your car because back in the day before Uber and uh, Lyft and rideshare in general, um, I had an older friend that was an actress who cleaned houses and gave rides to the elderly. And every time she'd go out of town, she's like, hey, want to take over my spot for me and clean these dudes' houses and take them around where they need to go. And I'll pay you two-thirds of my paycheck for it <laughs> like she was keeping a finder's fee a commission and i have some interesting old man stories but first i want to hear from billy hi billy, billy. welcome hey. to the show how are you thank you thank you for tuning in i hey. love that right this is you don't have to change the dial or anything no no <laughs> i see that jason loves this right like... you can download the episode mm-hmm. and not like have to worry about crossing in from leaving los angeles county riverside county into like san bernardino where you lose all your radio stations instead you can just download our podcast and have it the whole ride to Joshua Tree. <laughs> unless you unless you lose cell service. No, not if it's downloaded. Yeah, you should definitely download this. Don't don't try streaming this for a cross country drive where you go through spotty areas. So make sure before you get in that Lyft or Uber that you tell them that you want them to download our podcast, especially this episode with Billy, because Billy's gonna tell us all about. Right. Rideshare. Right. Yeah, just don't ask them to, to plug it in and see if they have an adapter so you can play your own music. That's one of the things that was a big thing in in Lyft and, and Uber, um, at least. I did it for about a year and a half, and uh, I would always have someone, can I play my music in here? Oh, my god! <laughs> and, I mean, and, and it's, I guess, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, that's fine, and, you know, or they'd say, 
Well, I was in a lift where they had water and gum and chips and wow. all this. I'm like, well, it's not a limo. Like, am I supposed to have these things? I'm like, I should really just... Was that the guy's lunch right? and you were just... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that might, I think that's probably what it was. And they're like, I think you just took that, didn't you? <laughs> that was in the passenger seat. <laughs> right, right. For after right. that ride. And it was open already. Right. Like, Here's in the, fact, it was just so his it's like It's like an Airbnb where the previous guest leaves stuff in the fridge so you help yourself. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. No, no. <laughs> They do. People do. We weren't going to talk about our Airbnb side biz, but it might come up in this. Well, no, it should. Yeah, it's, very it's the same kind of. Except thing. there's no refrigerator in the back of your car. No, no, but <laughs> apparently some people have this, or or they have. You know, it's like, well, they offered me water, and you know, it is really warm out. I'm like, well, <laughs> but great, well, that's we, super. We, we can stop. We can stop. There's water at this gas station. <laughs> I sort of. I want to back up a second Which is because <laughs> I really got stuck on something when people were like, "Can I play my own music?" Mm-hmm. Did anybody ever like bust out a guitar? And just start no. strumming in the backseat because I'd be no. like, hell yeah. I wish that was what they meant. No, God, no, that's not. That with their been... xylophone or something? Yeah. No. Yes. No, no, no. This was, do you, can I play what's on my, you know, on my phone? Can I plug I in? Can I plug in? Do you have an adapter? Now can I play this music that's, you know, very loud or, or inappropriate? Who doesn't or... have AirPods? Like, put in your AirPods They're, and well, I'm the customer. I want, I want my music while I'm going to my wherever you're going. You were in Chicago, right? I was in Chicago, and I... <clears throat> did you ever drive anyone to, um, where was my, Elgin? I mean, that Yeah, would be I like, did, actually. <sighs> I, well, not to Elgin. I drove, it was funny, because the very, it's, you're right there with me. The I was driving someone to Bolingbrook, which is about an hour away. Yes. And um, he was maybe 16 years old, and he's oh, like, oof. I want, but he was like, not impressed, of course. You know, you're 16. You're right. not impressed with anyone, especially this old man driving you. Like, right. Whatever. What choices Can did I, you make in you your life, man? This is bleak. This is really bleak. <laughs> like, um, I'm an artist. I'm an artist. I swear I'm not just a driver. He's like, whatever, play my rap music. And, you know, it was really, which is fine, but it was, um, it was very unpleasant. It was just a constant push and pull of this sort of power struggle. It's like, and also, you're in my car, so... It's a weird thing, right? Because it's like, I, I am polite and... and it's still, you, know, you I, pay that car payment. That's right. And yeah. and also, like I think people don't realize about like Lyft and, and, or Rideshare in general, you are driving somewhere and you can go somewhere really far, but then you're not getting paid to come back unless you have someone in the car. Right. So you're not, you know, and you pr- might know that from past experience with I don't know how Postmates oh yeah oh it's the same we had to as I stated in a previous show drive 15 miles to a Popeye's chicken that was in East Pasadena to then bring it and with Postmates they don't tell you where you're taking it when you accept a job so they don't tell you where you're picking up or where you're dropping off you just have to accept the job and once you've accepted the job they then give you the information yes so then we had to drive it all the way to La Cañada, which like, isn't and, close to East Pass. And like in the mountains. In the mountain. We drove up a mountain and they didn't even tip. And who wants that? Who wants, it's like McDonald's that far away or, or any kind of fast food. It's like, this is not going to be good. Well, there oh, this, better have been a pregnant lady in yeah. there. That's this is I somebody who definitely paid like $30 for a, for like a $6 bucket of chicken. Yeah. 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 I, I was so irritated. But like our, we were, we would have been up anyways because we had the infant. We would have been driving anyway because we were putting him to sleep. Right. Yeah. So like I was like, fine, <laughs> but I wouldn't have driven that far. Yeah. Right. Right. I would have gone around the block ten times. 
I have definitely been in like the Ubers and the Lyfts where where they did they had the bottles of water and they had the But the, I never take them. Oh, I never take them. I'm not oh. interested in taking them. That no. feels like a lot of work. Oh, yeah. For like a yeah, I don't know. Then I'm a then I feel then I feel very obliged and and like I just I'm just here for, to be transported. So, but but I like I like I have had that experience. I remember them, ha- you know, and they're so the drivers were so eager to let me know all of the amenities that they had, you know, like I, I bought this special charger that. that oh I- right, I love <laughs> I love the guys that have made this their career. Mm-hmm. Even though you know, once you get in that car, they start talking to you, and they're like, "Oh, I'm an actor. I'm a musician. I'm a composer. I'm a dancer," but they take such pride. In their rideshare game, mm-hmm. that they're like, mm. "Do you want an Altoid? No. Well, then I have gum. No, no. Are you implying <laughs> I need it from the back seat? Because my answer is still no thanks. But they take pride in like, you know, I want to give you this treatment. Yeah, this is an it's, experience. It's right. bordering Cigars, on cigarettes? creepy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for me, it's yes, bordering well, on no, creepy. No, I can see. Yeah, especially it's like you're offering me too many things. I don't know. I mean, I guess that's fine if you can do that and get away with it. I mean for right. myself I was more like I, I didn't speak unless someone was talking to me because for me mm-hmm. when I go somewhere I'm not you know I, I right. usually I, I just if I'm going to the airport or I'm going to an audition or something like that I, I need I prefer to kind of be quiet if you know yes. unless I kind of initiate the conversation um, and so I started you know I would just play classical music because it kind of kept everyone and even, you know, nobody could really complain, like, what are you listening to? Or, right. or um, and Because I also had NPR on a lot during 2016. And yep. that was, um, people were escalating a lot in the car and about all kinds of reasons, you know. And um, Of course, yeah. So, and then you don't ever want to say anything political because you don't know who's in your backseat. I mean, and you don't know, I had this, I don't know if, what I'm allowed to say on here. You but, can say any fucking uh, thing you Okay, want. great. Thank you, JC. Yay. We, right. we put explicit down for uh, the swearing. Okay, good, good. I had, um, it was around the holidays and I was on Michigan Avenue and I was driving and, and this, this woman got in the car and she had the floor length fur and the whole thing. I mean, just right, just tons of packages. Whatever. Amazing. Amazing. Just, so she gets in and she's like, she's like, and the classical music is playing and she's like, Oh, so you're a classical man? And I'm like, you know, I just have it on because I just have it on. It keeps people calm. I was listening to NP. I'm going into this thing. I should not be talking, right? Like, I guess I stopped a long time ago. And she's like, I'm like, I'm like, you know, it was upsetting people because of the election and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, well, what are they upset about? Like, literally, just... What, right. What what are they upset about? Right. Not and that I, she's having a stance or anything. No. She's just like, what are they upset she's about? She's completely not... Not in tune. Not, not in tune. Not at all. yet. Not yet. And I said, well, you know, the election. Like, people are <laughs> upset about who won the election. Right. And, and she said, still? And this okay. was, this is like, like December. And this <laughs> what had just an age happened. on her? What's the age range on this Not that much older than me. I'm, I'm 45. I mean, we're talking like, not... Not distant, like right. you know, but but insulated somehow from somehow. from this she, that, this world. She's in a fur coat, force field. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's exactly. That's a great way to put it. I kind of want to meet her. Yeah, she was. She's like, and she, I said, well, the election, and she said, well, well, they need to get over that. 
they need to get over that. She's not. She's not wrong. No. I'm not advocating. <laughs> I'm not advocating Trump on the show. Trust me. Trust me. Um, but you got to move on to right. make a difference. Yeah. Like you can't sure. stay. That's you can't stay. You got to keep moving. Push forward. I am. I got to tell you guys. I know it's off topic. Two things that, one, because we restarted this episode six times because of the dogs. It's really mm-hmm. windy here, so first we have the dogs inside. Now they're separated and they're unhappy. But I forgot to tell everybody what Billy is. Yeah, what is Billy? Billy is an actor and a writer and a graduate with an MFA in creative writing from the University of California, Riverside. Um, F-Y to the I. <laughs> You can check him out on IMDb. Also, we'll be posting his bio online. But honestly, Billy's like a superstar. Billy's um, a man. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. He was also the graduate speaker of his MFA cohort. So, um, <laughs> badass. Yeah, and full disclosure, that's how I know Jamie because we yes. are in the same program. Together. It's a very incestuous show. It, it, it's well, it's lovely, and I really do appreciate being here. This is a lot of fun. This is this is. Just oh, we're great. just getting started. Okay, we're, just, we're gonna make oh, it real uncomfortable. Okay, right? okay oh, super. Yeah, it can't be. Yeah, okay. But it, it is interesting to me. Like, we we took a um. Our son was three months. We had to go to Chicago for my sister's surprise fortieth birthday party. No, she doesn't live there. None of my family's in Chicago. They're from Michigan, but nobody celebrates anything in Detroit. They go to Chicago to celebrate. And we didn't have a baby seat because when they're infants like that, you have to bring a base that weighs like 50 pounds and then a car seat carrier that goes on this base that weighs 100 pounds. You can't travel like that. But with cabs and Ubers... There's a thing that you're allowed to do, which is harness the baby to you and their baby Bjorn. And then no way are you allowed to do this. Well, it's not a ticketable offense. It's completely ticketable. That's not true. (laughs) Maybe it is, but we looked it up. Anyways, at the time, I was not comfortable with this, but we were going two blocks. Two blocks. We took the L to the hotel from the airport, but we were going two blocks. So we didn't know you could order an Uber with a car seat in it, which is usually a toddler seat. Not an infant seat. Anyways, this like 84 Cutlass Supreme. What was the Cutlass Oldsmobile like? It was like an 84. It was real janky. This was 2015. And I was like, oh my God, I can't get the car with the baby. Jason was like, it's raining. You have to. We're going two blocks. Two blocks turned into 10 blocks because this man was like, oh, I'm going to take you the scenic route. Mm-hmm. And then he starts telling the us about... The Lakeshore Drive. No, he started telling us that at one point he was so depressed in his life that he wanted to drive into the lake when he was driving on oh Lakeshore Drive. This is why we're driving by the lake. He's like, I almost drove into that lake. <laughs> Billy, I was like... Sweet Jesus, let me out of the car. <laughs> that was the most. That was the same. That was the, that was the most depressing Uber ride of our life. <laughs> he also was like, "I would love to talk to you some more because I was like, well, I'm just doing engage. I've had 12 years of therapy. I'm going to engage in this situation because I want to get out alive with my child and my husband, and we're out. I, I was so. I was so. I can't even. I don't even know what was happening. But afterwards, he was like. Let me give you my email and information. Oh and I was like, yes, you do that. I'm not going to give you mine. Well, right. you're forgetting. You're, oh, man, I don't know if you're forgetting, but you're leaving out his pitch. 
What was this pitch? He pitched us. Oh, that's right. He pitched he us. He pitched us because because you know, and we're gonna we got to circle back and talk about what you the dream you were supporting right, with, right. with with doing rideshare. The dream this Uber driver was supporting with, with his rideshare job. Bless his heart. Was to open his own hot dog hot dog stand. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot. That's right. He was he was saving up to buy this hot dog stand. Uh-huh. He was gonna start with a cart. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. And we asked him, like, are these, uh, is this like a specialty? It's just, just hot dogs. Just hot dogs. Like, that's the dream. Everyone that ever cared about him in his life had died. And so he wanted to show them all in their death that he could still make his dream come true of order, of owning a hot dog stand. He wanted to get out of the rideshare game to get into into the the hot dog game. Which is kind of a tough business (laughs) in Chicago. Oh, that's crazy. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing, though. I mean, like, and, and... And Jamie, you're like, sure, just talk to me. How do I get out of this? How do I get through this? Where everybody's safe, we get out. He feels listened to. We all, yeah. it's, you know, I'm there with, I'm totally like that too. I'm like, I'm like, okay, sure, yeah. sure. There's more. Don't look at the sun directly in the eyes. Let's just keep when moving he, through. All I'll ever remember is him telling me that he wanted to drive into the lake. Well, yeah, why would you say that, right? When you pick, you know. With Abhidi. And also... Taking a long route, it's like on Uber or Lyft. You, it's like we can see you. We know where we're going. Like yeah. there's a map that says it's three minutes away or whatever. Yeah. So there's no, you're not tricking. Oh, he me was like, oh, the streets are down when it rains. The streets or are down. The streets are down. Like, <laughs> yeah, because Chicago's not accustomed to weather. I was like, Olympus has fallen. The streets no, are down. Can't get through there. No, you'll never make it. It was like I'd never been to Chicago before either. I felt this like sort of trapped a little bit it was a little bit scarring but also at the same time i'm glad for the experience um because i love people i really love people i love their hustle Mm -hmm. and i was appreciative of that but i literally felt like a stranger in the city now granted i'm not a chicago native but i've been there a lot Mm -hmm. i mean i'm from detroit we you meet a lot of detroiters there like i've been there a lot and i had a job based there so i would have to fly in twice a year too but um Man, this guy treated us like we were like off the boat. Mm-hmm. Had never been to a city before. And it's not like he picked us up at like a, a tour. We, we were at Wrigley Field. Yeah, like yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of like Chicagoans at Wrigley oh, yeah. Field. It wasn't absolutely, yeah. absolutely right. Right. Well, he did ask us where are you from, and we said Los Angeles. Damn it! Now <laughs> do that. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Which is why he was really like, "Do you know anybody who'd be interested in investing in the hot dog business?" And we were like, <laughs> "Boy, do we!" <laughs> We did say what? maybe. <laughs> we want to support Just you, Just don't man. drive into the lake. <laughs> that, wasn't, that, that wasn't earlier today when you were thinking of driving into the lake. Or right before you got here. You right? guys. Why are we going this way? The Why? car was so jalopy. It was like, I don't know if that's a word. Um, It was like riding low on one side. No. Do you know what yeah, I mean? No. And I was like, how did this car get approved? And I believe, if I'm recalling correctly... That he did mention something about the car that he had previously used a friend's car and now was using this his, his car or something mm-hmm. like I can't remember. So I think there may have been like a hustle in he had to use someone else's car to get approved oh, for yeah. rideshare. Yeah, that sounds sure. familiar. And then yeah. he, you know, was tricking McTrickers in and is just doing it in this '84 Cutlass Sierra or something that was in dire need of retirement. Which is why the app now tells you not just who to expect, but what car to expect. Yeah, this right. is 2015. Right. Yeah, it can't be, no. 
let me ask you, coming yep. back to that, did you ever check the person getting into your car? Were you like, you don't look like a Jamie. Yeah. Let me see your license. <laughs> I had that happen to me. Really? The guy really? goes, you don't look like a Jamie. Oh, and your name is spelled like... Jaime. Jaime. <laughs> and so he did not trust me. He yeah. was like, let me see your license. Well, no, I never had... Maybe I should have done that because I would have not, maybe not had... Um, I didn't have terrible encounters, but I guess, you know, if you had someone get violent, I guess, in the car or sick or something, maybe that's why it's like, you don't seem oh, suspicious to me. Especially sick. Yeah, no, I never did. I, I drove, I, I would drive, I, I started driving at night at first. I'm like, oh, this, how bad can this, yeah, right. So I'm up at, at, you know, near one of the universities and, you know, mm. all these people get in the car late right. and they're like, hey, Hat. Hey, Uber driver. Just, <laughs> can't you go a little bit faster? Where, where's the free water? I'm not fucking kidding. <laughs> Do you have aspirin? <laughs> Do you have aspirin? She needed it. It was a mess. I'm like, I, and all I could think the whole time, I'm like, do not get sick in here. Do not. And then someone else is like, well, it's okay. I mean, they pay for the, you know, the cleaning. I'm like, no, that's not okay. And in what universe does it then smell no 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 i'm not doing all of no that. Um, didn't anybody watch seinfeld the bo episode it never came no, out of the car no, no. it doesn't but not doesn't. just that it's once someone throws up in your car your your night of earning is over oh it's over oh yeah you can forget they... it yeah no they don't no because you're not getting the detail at 3 a.m no 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 yeah. you have to wait until they're open or whenever and mm-hmm. then you get reimbursed and then you it's and then you have to take pictures of things and they're like well that doesn't really look like you know, I don't, I, I talk about like, I need an ID to prove that this is actually, you know, vomit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh I, my gosh. I mean, cause then I had a guy spill beer in the back and he's, and the thing was, he was super engaging and was like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, this is such a nice person or whatever. And I'm driving along and I'm like, he gets out, he's like, yeah, man, you know, you have a good night, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you too. And you know, my faith in humanity is all restored. Five like, stars. Five stars. Well, look at you. You gave me a no tip. And now it smells like beer in here. And why does it smell? And he had dropped. He'd spilled a 40. Like God, all yeah. along. Ah. And, you know, they're like, well, we don't reimburse for that. For spilled alcohol. And, and didn't say anything? I'm like, but I didn't know that he had it. They're like, you know, sorry. It's like, So it's that kind of thing. But to your point, it's the night was over. Like, there's no way I can pick anyone else up. You mm-hmm. know? Right. So, Billy's a prolific actor. In my opinion, you're prolific because I know um, you work a lot and you audition a lot. So, that's probably why you were <clears throat> driving at night. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It, it was. I was driving. I had I had a normal job for uh, many years. I worked... <clears throat> I worked in nonprofit for a long time. I was um, an advocate for people living with HIV, and it's still work that it's really close to me. And uh, but I did that for about ten years, and then um, I started uh, doing some understudy work again because I, I needed something outside of this nine to five job where I, I felt more like myself again. I'm like, there's something missing. You know, I, I had stopped awesome. acting because I was yeah. at that time I was in my late 20s and I wasn't a I wasn't really appreciating what I was doing mm-hmm. B I was sort of burned out from it I yep. wasn't getting any anywhere because at that time I was you know blonde and blue-eyed and I looked sort of the same as every other guy I, I was never really a, a a kind of leading man type or anything like that I was more of a character actor but I, I'm too young to do that so right. so I stopped and I, I had this uh same this long uh, 
Samesies. Yeah, yeah, you know. And it, so I, I did that, and then I started getting into understudy work again, and I was like, oh, yeah, I, this is amazing. I love this. And I was working with these good theaters in Chicago, and I um, <laughs> told uh, my husband, Juan Carlos, I said, you know, I think I'm going to, like, do this, and I, I'm going to go back to school, and um, that's when I started applying for MFA programs, and... and uh, start acting I think I, I I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do rideshare and and do this I mean people make money and I remember telling my my aunt and my dad and they and my dad was like uh, okay my dad is great but he's he's so funny he um he's always amazed by the things that you do for the amount of pay that you get you know for these kinds of jobs or whatever yeah. um so I started doing this and um and I'm like, oh, you can make your own schedule and, and that. And that's sort of true, but not really. Because yeah. if you have an audition and you're driving and it's on the other side of town, and like you were saying earlier about not knowing where you're delivering something, right. it's the same at um, Rideshare. If you pick someone up on the south side of Chicago and they're going to O'Hare, right. you have to drive them there. And that's an hour or whatever. And then your audition's an hour and 15 minutes from then. Um, so it's, it's, it's good and it's not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, just like any. Job. Well, with a lot of side hustles, I mean, here's the thing. It's like, yeah, this is how we get you. Uh, you can make your own hours. Make you your know. own hours is bullshit. Yeah. Right. Because is. you have to work enough hours to earn also. <laughs> to make your own yeah. living. Right. Yeah, if you want to pay rent, then you're committing you literally, it's not part-time. You're committing to a 40-hour work week. You know, you're not going to hustle yourself into a part-time and make any sense of what it takes to pay rent, feed yourself, uh, pay for that car, um, all of that, right? Yeah. It, there's a lot of personal investment into things like rideshare, Airbnb. Like, you are... And you're not talking about, you know, buying people waters and investing in car chargers. You're, you're talking about, like, making that your primary gig. Right. 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 And then, you know, it's to support your art, but it, it's, it's an interesting... It's, it's, it's so convoluted in the way that, you know, we look at it and the way that it's dramatized right, in, right. like, television and in news reports and things like that. Where you're like, that's not what it's like at all. No, no. And like to your point, Jason, about it's not even just the water and that kind of thing. It's it's gas and it's 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 yeah. maintenance on Oil your car. Oil changes. I mean, I put so many miles on this car. I mean, it was crazy. We had just we had just bought it and it and now I mean, well now we've driven from Chicago to LA, but it I mean we just it, Which is it less just, miles than your ride share. Yeah, it was. It was and it's less, you know, potholes in Chicago yeah. and all mm -hmm. of that that you have to factor in that it just it it's great and it's not and it's it's still a hustle and it's still disorienting, right? Because you're this person who for that amount of time you're providing a service and you are this you're the driver. And there's, you know, a perceived kind of hierarchy with that too. Like right. it's like I am paying you, I'm the customer and and you know, and and I start to get really sensitive to stuff like that, whether or not it's happening or not. I start to feel a certain way about it. I'm like, oh my god, I'm just driving. I'm like driving. I'm just a driver. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm not this other thing. Which um, which is something that I bring up a lot when you start seeing that people are identifying you as the side hustle. Yes. And yes. not as the artist anymore. Yes. That yes. is that is a huge um, 
sort of hit to your ego, yes. but also it's the point where you have to come down and have that, um, I'm going to say something, come to Jesus meeting with yeah. yourself. Like, yeah. who am I? What am I trying to do? Yeah. Um, and the most interesting thing is, uh, I think for me, this is personal. I'm going to get real personal for a minute. I started to judge myself. Of course. I was yeah. judging myself like hardcore with all these jobs I'd pick up and I'd be like, oh, I am, I don't have, I don't come from the family that could help support me and so yep. I'm not good enough. Yep. Or, you know, I would dismiss my education. I would be like, oh, I wasn't smart enough in college. I, I, I played this game of like, I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. Maybe I am just this thing. And it was really hard because you want to be the artist that you've poured your heart and soul into and you're <laughs> driving people from I was cleaning old men's houses <laughs> yeah. and they would be like do you want to go get an ice cream oh, gross. Really? I mean yes and then, you want this, a Werther candy yeah. it's been in my pocket it's real this warm old man kept his eggs on the counter for days oh, no. and I was like we should refrigerate it and he he's goes, like they're clean around them yeah he was <laughs> don't touch the eggs he was and when I clean his bathroom he'd say Oh, I, I had to clean this man's bathroom. Listen, I have the utmost respect for people who clean homes, mm -hmm. for people who clean your hotel rooms. I was, and Jason, we were are the full-time maids of our first Airbnb. Uh -huh. um, but I was cleaning up, that, yeah. before that I was cleaning up after strangers. I was cleaning up this old man's house. And I was treated with such disrespect as though I was less than human. Then mm -hmm. it really got to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I'm going to cry in a minute. No, like, really yeah. I mean, but that makes, that makes sense, though, because it's, like, already, like, especially, like, for actors, or, I mean, we're all kind of crazy and hard on ourselves, and, and you have this, like, third eye or super ego that's, like, telling you all the things you're not doing or doing wrong right. or whatever is not enough mm -hmm. somehow, and it's, like... Right. No matter how much education you have or whatever, it's like, now I'm your driver. Now I'm cleaning your bathroom. Now right. I am your server. I'm making you coffee. And, and, and people you do, go from... not everybody, but some people are very disrespectful of how hard you work. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You go from being, you go from being like the triple threat in college to being like the most triple unthreatening thing in the world like I, I i i am a i went from being an, an actor slash singer slash director to being a driver slash maid slash want to kill myself right right now. right right, right. right. <laughs> slash i'm gonna drive this car into the lake <laughs> you're right. lucky enough to join me but it's for my hot dog stand. for my hot dog stand but it's true but you see how that and and it's interesting as an an actor too because you get if you are working and and then you have all this like attention on you for whatever amount of time that you're working, like yeah. a day right. or whatever. Someone's like sort of looking at you and you're the center of attention, which is a... It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And then suddenly it's not a big deal at all and you're working in a shop somewhere. And and, right. and, and that's... Which is good in a way, to for me anyway. I try to look at each job as a learning experience, although it's sometimes it's easier than others. But yeah. Um, and especially, you know, I would have friends then start to say, you know, can I just pay you 20 bucks for you to drive me to the airport? Oh, or, that was my next question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people who want freebies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. People did, huh? Yeah, yeah. Or just, or, or discounts, heavy discounts. And Same like, with Airbnb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for It's sure. like, I, I get it. Like, I get it. Right. And, but no. And right. still it's my day and it's still 
my time, right? And that's how do you put a, yeah. a value on this, that in right. a way? Well, there's one thing I will say, um, one way to put value on it that a friend of mine who's very successful, we came up together through Second City, graduated the writing program together. Um, we took different routes. And um, she's amazingly successful. She's brilliant. I love her to death. Um, she told me at one point, Jason and I moved in together and I was working a full-time corporate job plus writing plus auditioning. And I was like, I can't clean up after this man. Like, I can't keep the house clean. People can't come over. And it sounds... Were you talking about me? Yeah. It sounds dramatic. <laughs> you worked from home. Let's not even talk about it. Um, but it sounds dramatic. But honestly, I was spent. I felt very spent and very, you know, torn in three ways. And Jason Bieber was like, well, we can hire somebody to clean our house. And I was like, oh, I could never. I could never because I've done that. I've been the house cleaner and I don't know how I would feel about somebody cleaning up after me like at our time. And my friend said, my successful friend said, um, here's how you have to look at it. Here's how you find your own value. What do you get paid an hour? Now, apply that to you cleaning your house. How many hours are you making, you know, you're spending on yourself not doing your writing and not going to acting class? So, what makes more sense? Paying out of pocket to give somebody a job yeah. that they want to do yeah. and make earn that money versus yourself where you're going to be in debt because you would charge this much to do a job and you're making this much. I don't think I explained that wholeheartedly correctly but it's a way to assess your value like what's the job you're at now and how much do you get paid right you know or i know it sounds terrible because acting it's hard to say what your day rate is when you're in the union because there's a um what do we call it a a, a, a deal what what are you talking about what's our um what do we our day rate our day oh, rate. What's the, the scale? Scale. scale. Yeah. So you get paid scale, and if you have so many credits, or there's a negotiation for above scale, but everybody gets this minimum for this many hours in the union. And it's like, if you break that down to what that is an hour, you're like, okay, so this is my value, and this is what I need to make to support myself and feel good to go and do these other things too i mean it's sort of it's sort of you can like find that middle ground you know the thing about using using the the actor's salary uh using scale as a base because scale if you made that if you made if i made scale every day of the year or you know whatever it is 50 weeks a year i would be sitting pretty i know i would do co-stars all year long but the but the reason they pay so well is because built into that pay is the assumption that you're not going to work most of the time. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. That's absolutely right. I mean, yes. Yes. But you have to negotiate between your lowest paid job and your highest paid job to find like where it's that middle ground. Because technically scale on an eight hour day is only 60 bucks an hour. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not that much. That's like a year that would be like just shy of a hundred thousand dollars plus take out of that health care insurance you know um pension those things you're looking at a seventy five thousand dollar salary year job if you were working five days a week at scale as a co-star if you're working five days right right Right. oh people know we don't get paid for auditions (laughs) yeah right and that's uh yeah that's another thing but i think i your point is taken though because it's like also what um What do these things mean? What is more meaningful to you too? It's like, am I going to get hung up on feeling guilty about having someone come in and clean my house? Or am I going to 
allow myself to create for two hours while the house is quiet and I can write and I can, um, you know, prepare for an audition or, or whatever. I mean, that, that matters, you know, it's valuable Mm -hmm. time that is not, you have to build it in. Someone said this in one of their graduate lectures, actually, they were like, you know, if you don't set that time aside for yourself, someone will take it. They will. It was Sandy Smith. I think she said that in her lecture, she's like, you can, you can guarantee that a child, a spouse, a, a someone will in, encroach on that time and it will no longer be yours. There's there's no way. So it's it is and it's hard to do that, especially without a traditional schedule. I guess you would say you right. know it's not a nine to five kind of thing. It's like you have to to do that for yourself. You and, do. And That's hard. It is hard to especially carve it out. especially yeah. when people are demanding of you. Yeah. Um, like a four-year-old child. I'm sh- yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a stay-at-home husband. Yeah. Or a stay-at-home husband. <laughs> or it's a tabby cat that I have. And oh. husband. I mean, we all and we have very non-traditional lives, you know. Yeah. And, it, and it's um. I don't know that anyone has traditional lives anymore. Oh yeah. please, they do, and they get mad at halftime shows of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, don't get mad <laughs> at Shakira or J Lo. Um, sorry, that I'll edit Same. that out, yeah. you guys. Um. But yes, okay, so before uh, we go any further, here's what I really want to talk about. All the good stuff that's happening in Billy's life. So you booked something recently. You were just on something. I, yes, I um, I have one more day of shooting. It's a it's a, a murder, you know, I've done a lot of those murder mystery reenactment things since I got here. Nice. And so it's it's an in ice cold blood hosted by Ice tea. I mean, I don't get to meet him or anything. He shoots in New York, but, but it's, you know, not a bad way to spend the day. And I, I'm really, I feel, and I've been auditioning a lot here. So that's, that's exciting to me. Um, the novelty of, of California obviously has not worn off yet. And so I'm always, I try to be really grateful each morning. I'm like, I'm like, Oh my God, it's not raining. It's not snowing. Like there's mountains, there's the ocean. I, and I, I hope that that doesn't wear off in a way because I, I really, I really love it. In a way it will and in a way it, it won't. Yeah. It, I mean, it, just... It yeah. never wears off when you see the mountains. For me, I'm always like, oh, man, I live in the mountains. Um, coming from the flatlands of Michigan. But um, what does wear off is the novelty of driving so far in between auditions and, like, having to cancel my day job obligations mm. to go on an audition. The novelty of that, getting an audition, becomes more stressful yep. than exciting exactly i'm like oh i got an audition damn it can i, have... I not go let's let's talk about that like <laughs> that no but that. this is a big deal like this and this is something that i don't think people understand about actors at all i mean our families do and our people closest to us but it's like unless you're like a star or something like the amount of rearranging of someone's day and bargaining and coercing and sort of convincing people to get you out of something that you were obligated to just to go in for a 30 second audition is, I mean, it's mind blowing. It's a job itself. It is. And, and when do you get this notice? The night before. The night before. It's like, I have. Or same day. Or same day. I have a wedding to go to. It's my own, but I have a guest (laughs) star opportunity for law and order or something. You you make it work. You cancel trips. You cancel paid vacations. 
And don't tell me, well, why didn't you just book out? Because your agents and managers yes. don't care. They don't. Thank you, Jamie. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. That was my next. You can book they out, and they'll be like, you have to go. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. This just happened to me, and both of these things. I mean, last summer, I was in uh, Idaho with my dad and, and my stepmom, and we were all having this lovely time. And I got one of those murder shows, and my my dad's like, well, how, does, how much does something like that pay? I'm like... And I told him and he just looked at me. I'm like, but I have to leave a day early to go <laughs> right, do this. Right. And so I drove back because it was my first job in in LA. And then I and I booked out with my agent because they get all upset if you don't book out. And right, they sure. say, you know, you have to book out because if you don't, then, you know, we will drop you because you didn't book out. And so I'm keeping my end of things, right? And then they say, and I'm on the set for that show. And that morning... From my agent, I'm booked out. We have a commercial audition for you. At of course, it's like at four o'clock in Santa Monica. Ugh. You know, in the middle of yeah, like there's nowhere to. You're mark. stressing it's, me out, yeah, really. Right, right. I, I, and I'm, I'm on like set. PTSD. And I'm like, I know. I'm like, I'm like, but I can't go because I told you that I couldn't go, and this is part of the agreement. Well, couldn't you leave at lunch? It's like they know you can't do that. They know. They're like, well, how long do you think this shoot's gonna be? You know, I don't know the answer to this. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know this. This is why I'm booked. To... So yes, if I can get things. out, I'll go. Yeah, listen, I, I would love to. I would love to be on a national commercial where I'm making, you know, twenty no. times what the, I'm making. The thing today. is, the thing that we like. I, I just feel compelled to reiterate for those who are listening who are not in the acting business is that we're not talking about jobs. We're talking about opportunity we're talking about interviews right. we're talking about things you don't get paid to do things that you will most of the time not get you rearrange your entire life you spend money you walk Be- away from other things in order to have an opportunity that nine times out of ten will not come to fruition that's exactly right because that's- if it was going to come to fruition honestly honestly not all the time but six out of ten times they're going to use someone that that director has already worked with. Like for commercial, mm-hmm. you know, directors really like to bring in the people that they've already worked with. So if you've never been in front of this director, it is literally a first interview and you're going to have to do like 10 of them. 10 yeah. of them before you get, a, you know, on that. I want to ask you, coming back to the ride sharing gig, how it actually like interacted with audition. Because I know, you, you know, we said, you, you did say realistically... If you have an audition on one side of town, you can't you can't do rideshare because you could it could take you to the other side of town and you'd be screwed. But do you have any uh, experiences where they did interact, where where rideshare and your acting career have come together? Well, I in for the audition purposes, yes. Um, I I mean, I literally had to tell one couple that I couldn't take them to the airport, and they were really mad at me, of course. Um, <laughs> And so you took, you accepted the ride, got there, and that's then, right. And I, they were going to Midway Airport, which is the complete opposite of where I had to be at a certain time. I didn't even know that airport was still open. Oh yeah, no, they've redone it. It's a whole thing. <laughs> but like, um, they were, and they were mad, and I would have been mad too because they're standing there. It was cold. It was Chicago. You know, they're standing outside. They've got all their stuff. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know where I'm going. I accept the ride, Midway Airport. It's going to take an hour and fifteen minutes. I have to be somewhere else in 45 minutes so I I left them there and they were furious of course and that affects your rating which then you know affects your ability to get more jobs that's right Mm -hmm. that's right I mean I will say 
I, I had some good experiences with it too because it kind of got back to this theater I was working at that um, I was driving Lyft and they were they were really trying to help me. You know, they're like, well, we, we worked with you on this show. Do you know this this actor? Um, and his name is Mike Nussbaum and he's like 95 years old and had stopped mm-hmm. driving and um, he needs a driver. And so we drove and, um, you know, I picked him up and, and took him and we talked about acting and, and how much, I mean, he's a real, he just shows up to things and, and he, he's big on commitment. He said, you know, even if it's a smaller job, if you committed to that, you have to honor that commitment first. Unless it's a ride to Midway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that. Yes. But I, he was talking about acting. Jobs. And that's another good point though, Jason, because you do like, I in a way feel bad for some employers because as an actor, it's like the acting job is always going to win out. I mean, for me, anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, so if you have this, like... Or the writing job. Yes. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you've got this writing gig that's not going to pay that much against your, you know, day job, the writing job is going to win for me. And the same with the, with an acting job. So for some employers, when they're like, but I don't understand you were supposed to be here. I'm like, I know. I'm sorry. But remember in my interview when I told you I was an actor right. and a writer, mm-hmm. I'm going to need you to honor that and <laughs> understand the baggage I come with. You have to treat it like it's a medical condition. That's, that's a yeah. good it's true. I mean, if you add up all the smokers breaks that you give them, I'm coming in real low on how much I'm stealing from you right yeah, now. I just need this hour. Yeah. I am clocking out. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Yeah. That's, but that's I will great. say this about most artists, most actors that I know we work twice as hard at that side hustle to prove like I'm going to be there for you like I'm not going to you know shirk responsibility because of this so even if I have to leave on this lunch break to go do this audition I'm going to come back and stay an hour later right you know we as a community as a collective whatever we are a group of people a species artists are a species um we do work really hard yeah. yeah, we're used to long hours. We're used to little sleep. We're used to being. We got real low self-esteem. That's right. <laughs> real low, real, real low. I'm just um, happy to be here. I was, I was, I was, always I, I was, I was at an audition the other day, and this woman's like, "Just happy to be here." It's yep. been it's been two hours, and yep. we were seen for thirty seconds, and I think they literally called everyone back, and this, I, it, it was just. We're like, yeah, just just happy just for happy the opportunity. Yeah, mm-hmm. here we are. I had a really good win. I didn't book it or even get a call back, but um. I had not been on an audition since, oh, for almost two years. I Because I had long blonde hair. And I was sick of it. it. Like you said, like I'm one of the trillion blonde haired, blue eyed girls. But for women, it's a little different because um, when they say blondes, they mean busty tan blondes. Right. And Jamie Parker Stickle, if you've ever seen me, ain't busty and ain't, ain't tan. Um, so I would go and sit amongst, you know, these beautiful women. <laughs> And I'd be like, hey. And you are a beautiful woman. Yes. I'm, listen, I don't need compliments. But I mean, I'm talking about the Pam Andersons of the world right. where I was like in awe. And so I hadn't been on an audition uh, and I didn't care because I'd had a baby. And I finally was like, I'm going to go punk. I've always wanted to be punk. And I shaved and buzzed my hair down to a buzzy pixie. And I bleached it white blonde. And I was like, this is me. I wanted to go out and get a full sleeve tattoo too. I did not do that. Anyways... My agents in casting were like, yeah, that's not, this isn't working. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to keep it for the next two years. So my hair finally grew 
but I haven't taken new headshots. One casting director finally wanted a pixie cut blonde girl and I get called in and I don't have a pixie anymore. But the coolest win was when I got there, there was a room, the waiting room. So you go into a casting office and you sign in and there's usually multiple um, auditions at the same time in different doors. But there's one waiting room. So I sign in and all of a sudden I hear behind me, Jamie Parker Stickle. And then I hear an echo, Jamie Parker Stickle, Jamie. And I turn around and I knew every actor in that commercial casting office you know why because we're all still in it together and that's a win yeah that's 20 years of friendships in that room yeah no that's really cool it's really freaking cool it is it is and that's and and i will say too like i i think that's you get that sense of community even because when you're waiting two hours like we Mm. were the other day i mean after a while we just have each other and it's like if you get it if you get it, great. Someone's going to get it. Like you it's, hope. It, yeah. And so there was... Well, um, please don't, don't please don't pay a celebrity six figures and take it away from me. Right. When you're like voiceovers <laughs> that I hear sometimes. I'm like, I know that voice. I'm like, I'm like, and bless you. I love your voice, John Lithgow. But I just like, why are you doing Progresso Soup ads when the rest of us are can starving? Only afford we progresso can't soup. afford Progresso That's Soup. Right. We buy store brands. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <sighs> um that's, that's I'm, a, I'm glad you guys are so cool with the other people in the room. I get all Hunger Gamesy. Do you? <laughs> Do you? So um, are you? Are you still? You're not doing rideshare here in LA. I'm. I'm not. Okay. I'm are not. you side but hustling? You still here? have a side oh, hustle. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just. Uh, I was just working at a. Um, a pharmacy, an online pharmacy, and I just finished my job there. Um, so I'm in between side hustles. Um, but this was mostly, it's like a startup. Uh-huh. And so that energy is completely different. And I felt like a fossil. I felt really, <laughs> I was like, um, it, it, it's great. And these, you know, people who are in their 20s and 30s and they're doing this uh, very inexpensive um, medication, which is primarily Viagra and Cialis for men in the South. Okay. It, it just seemed that way. Everybody, every conversation I was having was about this. So that was interesting. I was there for about three months. And before that, I worked... Um, was this Hims? No, but we get a lot of calls for... it. Was, it's called Honeybee. Honeybee. So, oh, yeah. Interesting. I mean, it was, it was... Sounds like cough syrup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my side hustle. Before that, I was working... I worked at the last bookstore downtown for mm-hmm. a while. Um, cool spot. Yeah, yeah, very. And it's, it, it's always... I was saying earlier, I, I try to take something out of these side hustles, especially... And I love that this is all about that because if you t- if you took like each job that you've had and then wrote a story about it, I think it's interesting to think about where you are in your life during that, what else is intersecting with this. This is, I think, Jamie, you were talking about how committed we are anyway and, and how we're going to you know go the extra mile for something. And for me, it's really hard, even with a side hustle, because I want to do well, right. right? And I want to be... I don't want people to think I'm a flake. No, you want to be respected. Right. Relied on. You want to feel important. Right. But I also, you know, want to be on in ice cold blood with iced tea. And exactly. Make, like not that much money. You just you know? brought it full circle, you guys. Right, right, right. You're going to see Billy on iced tea. Maybe, yeah. Ice as, cold. In ice cold blood. It's on yeah. the Oxygen Network. I'm really right. excited for it because I, I love iced tea. I watch him on SVU. Yeah. That's the right ice, right? That's, yes. the, that's the right ice. Yes. Yeah. I think he's... I don't know. Cool. Yeah. I've watched him for decades. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. SVU's been on the air for decades. For decades. I watched him in New Jack City. And I listened to him when he was a rapper. 
Yeah. Okay, well, he's still a rapper. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Billy also has a nonfiction piece. Is it nonfiction? It is. It is fiction, technically. Oh, fiction. It's, yeah, but it's a, excellent. It's a. It's. It's of course rooted in a little bit of, of truth. It's called Big in Japan, and it's Big in Japan, and it's about an actor, and it's about a a, a younger actor who's like sixteen, and and all about leaving school to go audition. So funny. Okay, well, I just want to thank our guest Billy Minshall for being here because that <laughs> Minchel. was a, Minchel. I know I was going to let you say it next. Billy Minshall. Yeah, because I have a very bad Michigan accent these it's days. It's just a Michigan accent. This, I think, is just literal tired. Like, yeah, you're like, forget it. This is parental <laughs> regression. Right. I have to actually think about the way I'm speaking to let go of the Michigan. And I don't have time for that right now. I'm yeah. too tired. Yeah. <laughs> I had yeah. somebody from my day job call me at 4 o'clock in the morning to tell me she had laryngitis. I was like, girl, your call isn't until 9 a.m. You could have waited until I woke up. What yeah. are you? Why are you up at 4 a.m.? Right. Oh my God! With laryngitis. With laryngitis. I just can't. Because she just can't. was getting home from her party or right. concert. Right. Right. I was screaming at the concert all night. Yeah. <laughs> and I needed you to know right now. Yeah. Um, Billy, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you for having me. This, this was, was a lot of fun. Thank I'm you so, so glad. Much. Thank you for driving up. Yeah. 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 No. Thank you both so much. This is very nice. And, and I want to get you out of here before traffic. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm Jamie Parker Stickle. I'm Jason Bieber. Thank you for listening. To make that paper. She showed on Monday, made love on Tuesday. On Wednesday, she was there. We fought on